The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Welcome back to the Different Knock Podcast, episode number 30. 30, Jesus. With Alexander Moneypenny and my very good friend... Bradley Adams. Bradley Adams, how you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm good. Neither of us are very long up, we'll be honest. Yeah, got me coffee. We've, um, I woke up approximately 25 minutes ago, so the world feels a little little, little bleary. (laughs) A little bit little bleary. (laughs) A little bit bleary. Um... Oh, oh, we should mention, f- straight off the bat, you might have clicked on a new logo on this podcast. Yes, We've got some podcast you news. might have. New logo. Um, hang on, I'm just going just gonna to bring it up here. It's, uh, it was designed by my friend Cat Pierce, who's an absolute genius. Legend. Who is at yes, Cat's done a great job. Design. Cat's, K-A-T-Z, design, underscore Manchester on Instagram, if you want to get a little cheeky follow. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really... Please do, she is a genius. I really like it. Yeah, she smashed it. I think they've got your beard, certainly. They. She has got your beard. Oh, absolutely. 100% sorted. I quite like the fact that it's just very cartoony. I, th- I think you look handsome. Oh, Brad. Mm. Morning. Um, <laughs> Morning. Morning. <laughs> um, also, uh, in podcast news, we have a new email, Brad. I don't think I've actually told you this. Oh, we have a new email. No, so haven't. actually, this exclusively goes out to Nathan Baroda, really. Um, it's, uh, the different Hi, knock. <laughs> it's the different knock at gmail.com. Okay. Yes, it is. Which is, um, I know unexpected, but there we go. I think if, if you, if I told you what, what's our email, you would have guessed the different knock at gmail.com. But, um, here we yeah, are. something like that. Um, here we I'm are. I'm just going to check that is right. Yeah, it is. It is definitely the different knock at gmail.com. I have two emails, both from ACAST. So if you fancy emailing us in... I don't know, just abusing Brad or um, whatever, telling me how right my opinions are. Oh, I just got an email. Is it? Is it? Is it? Hang on. No, it's not. Um, oh, damn it. Good old Nathan. Good old reliable Nathan. That's a musical joke. Uh, yes, that is a joke. I love that. <laughs> thanks, Brad. If you got that, there you go. Yeah, props to you. Yes. How are you, mate? How's, how's your week been? All good? Yeah, good, good, good. Not bad. I did my first uh, shift at my new job in, um, I, I worked out, I think it was like just over nine months. As in like my first work shift in just over nine months, which was crazy. How was it? Do you know what? A lot of fun. It's for a company uh, called The Good Slice, who we we sell pizza. But every pizza that we sell, um, we provide a meal for a homeless person. Oh, 
so it was like quite nice. Oh, mate, you can bring it up in conversations oh, mate, to make people feel bad about themselves. I know, hundred percent. I'm like, I, I've got, I've got the unequivocal high ground right now. Yeah, um, you can win any argument with that. Any, I feed homeless people. Yeah, <laughs> what do you uh, do? But it was just, it was just good. It was just, it like the guy who runs it is just a really, really nice guy. Uh, and it was just unlike the people that it was only me. It ended up being like me and this other girl working because it's just like a two-person stall at the moment. It's their first like permanent fixture. They normally do like festivals and stuff, but it was just a lot of fun. Like the people are nice, and then the because it's in. Um, don't put this in. Brad just told me where it is. I'm gonna cut it out. Like there's quite a lot of stalls around where where we are. There's a lot of like different stalls around. You can go and you know try different foods and stuff and everyone around there was really nice cool. and like they give you food and like you give it's like it's just this really nice environment and it's actually nice to be back at work yeah i think like i the one thing i've missed about obviously i'm working from home sort of almost indefinitely now um it, it's like it's like those little stories that you have of like just seeing people at work or so and so did this or whatever like you you really miss you don't notice mm. how much you miss the little things, even just, I, I miss coming home and ranting about people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I miss a little bit. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. I do miss having a bitch and a moan about certain things and certain people at old jobs. But and... now we can bitch and moan about Arsenal, Brad. Yes, we can. And we can do it to our wonderful listeners. That was a good segue. That was a true podcast segue. I'm on form tonight. I'm on form. I'm Very on fo- form this Very morning. Good. Tonight. This morning, this afternoon. <laughs> I went evening. from being on. I went from being on form to being absolutely on the floor in about three seconds. Um, also, I just do. I do want to say before we sort of jump into some some football stuff. Football. Uh, my mum this week, bless her, uh, who still hasn't listened, still hasn't listened to the podcast. Um, I like that when I'm just just I've just woken up. My brain can't form sentences. That appears to be the the symptom. So enjoy this, listeners. Have fun. Um, my mum has bought me um some what are these they're like i'll show you they're like cards like little football cards oh cool with questions on them it's like a it's like a big football quiz and she said maybe you can use this for the different knock and i mean bless her she's just seen football and gone oh alex likes football um but i mean i'm up for like a little christmas special i don't know how you feel christmas special quiz where we do a little quiz yeah i'm done yeah I mean, that could be absolute lol. It could be jokes. Um, I'm testing the football knowledge. Testing our real football knowledge. We'll 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 go head to head. See who really knows more about football. I reckon you might win, Brad, because you know loads of random shit about like other teams. This is the thing, though. You know, like, I, like this. This is the thing. All of my football facts, knowledge, man. Stats, like, Brad. It's it's like randomly amalgamated. So I don't think it's stuff that they would put on quiz cars. Do you know what I mean? It's stupid shit, like knowing the third choice goal- goalkeeper for Romanian side Radu or something. Who is that? I, I don't know. That was just... <laughs> I don't know. Weird name. I don't even think Radu's a club. I think Radu is a Romanian player that plays for Inter Milan. <laughs> okay. And he's a goalkeeper. <laughs> well, we know how tall Foller and Balogun is now, so, you know. <laughs> yes, we do. He's a tall 5'8". He's a tall 5'8". <laughs> <a> t- <laughs> do you know what, though? I think I, I know it sounds stupid, but that definitely showed last night. But we'll get on to that. We will get on to that. Um, so Arsenal, hang on, I'm just uh, hang on. I can I can hear something, Brad. What's that? Is that the sound of? Is that the sound of fanfares? Is that the sound of the Europa oh. League theme? Oh 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 oh! oh. 
The crowd goes wild. Explosions. Fireworks. The, the there's a there's a dancing elephant. We've qualified. <laughs> I mean, we qualified I, three like two matches ago, but you know. <laughs> with, with six wins out of six, Brad. Come on, we we can we yeah, can celebrate really now. Good. And anything could have happened. You we know? didn't trip up. It's the Europa mm. League. They could, yeah, especially with Mustafi. Oh my god, he was captain. Let's not, okay. Let's not do that again. Um, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I was just saying to you before this. I watched this game, and I don't know how anyone else, anyone else feels. I watched it, and I genuinely wasn't doing anything else. I was staring. I had some food while I was doing it, but I was staring at a screen. This game absolutely washed over me. <laughs> I've had to go back and watch the highlights to like remind myself what actually happened. It was, I mean, it was a bit of a dead rubber, uh, to quote Elliot yeah. Smith on the uh, Arsenal Vision podcast. Um, in terms of the lineup, I felt as though um, we could have been more brave. Really, I, I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, I know, I know, Smith Rowe started, but I would like to have seen an, an Aziz start or a Balogun start. I mean, we're we're not going to learn any again to Nick Elliot Smith. We're not going to um, learn anything new about Enketia from a game like this. Um, so 100%, I would have liked 100%. to have seen Balogun start. I was quite annoyed. Um, but yeah. Balogun definitely, because he's ha- he's scored, like he scored in a Europa League game. He's had minutes. I can understand maybe benching Aziz and bringing him on in the 45th or in like the 50th minute when we're maybe two, three up. But starting Balogun tonight, maybe even alongside Enketia, I think would, would have been the move. Maybe. Yeah. And also if we'd started Aziz, we wouldn't have seen the absolute boy score a wonder goal oh a rocket the el nenaissance continues it just continues boys um yes arsenal four dundalk two at the dundalk stadium don't know what it's called um i thought we did pretty well um you know listen we're clearly a lot better than them. their surface is not great um mm-hmm. i think it, i saw a stat that was something like the halen boys have had like 16 assists and 12 goals so far this season um, that Which could be unreal. And, and Ketty is our top goal scorer. That. It's not exactly that, probably. Um, and Ketty is our top goal scorer. Yeah, as you said, like it's yeah. It, 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 Hayland it, is doing wonders at the moment. It is, and it's exciting. Um, I mean, I, I kind of want to open this out into a wider conversation because I don't really feel there's loads on the game that we can talk about. I, th- I thought mm-hmm. we were we were dominant in all the game. Um, I thought Maitland Niles and uh, Smith Rowe. Uh, the commentator said that they played. That they've they've clearly played together for a long time. They never played together in the academy. Didn't um, happen. Uh, didn't happen. Um, but uh, they, yeah, I, th- I thought there were some decent combinations. I thought it was, you know, Pepe was lively again. Um, but to be honest, I, I, yeah, just the game, the game felt like it kind of just washed over me. And I, I think there's more interesting yeah, conversations to be had around around this rather than specifically. Oh yeah, when Enketia took the ball. Yeah, it was a bit dead. It was a bit dead. Which is strange for a 4-2. It was a bit but dead. It, it was. I, th- I know, but I think like, because it, I think especially if it was a 4-2 that mattered in like, if we needed to win this game to qualify and say like, say you don't change the events of the game at all and you just change almost the importance of the game. I mm. think it's a more exciting game, but you know, Dundalk were comfortably bottom of the group. They definitely weren't going to qualify. We were comfortably top. We'd already qualified as top of the group. Mm. It just didn't feel like there was anything riding on the game, which is why I think that maybe starting a Balogun or starting an Aziz would have kind of given fans almost the impetus to have that importance on the game. Yeah. Because you're seeing people make their debuts in European fixtures. But For sure. 
I think it was also I I don't like I don't I don't I don't really want to but I th I don't think we were particularly good last night or good enough I think four two while it doesn't flatter us I think conceding two against a side that you know haven't taken a point this Europa League campaign is quite bad and I mean yeah. Yeah, I just I'm I'm not particularly pleased with that, and you can see that Mikel on the sidelines was not pleased with the manner of us conceding the two goals at all. You know, yeah, Mustafi and Rudison were shocking for the first. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly I I don't want to hear Mustafi's name ever again. To be honest, I'm just done. With no, him. I don't I, like. I don't understand how Callum Chambers isn't being given the armband over him. I don't understand how he's still playing. I don't understand how he got registered in the squad over Socrates. Because it feels like all of our centre backs are five for eight, especially when it comes to certain set pieces. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I've said my piece about Mustafi. I've, I feel very um, at at peace almost with the fact that he is just, he's just got to go. Shut. I don't think he'll get, he'll get a new contract. He, he will leave, and the, the nightmare will be over. I thought Smith Rowe um, did pretty well. Uh, he was linking yeah. up quite well from that left hand side. Um, quite a nice position. He was sort of cutting inside. I mean, we've. We it was a lovely moment that reminded me of you. Go on. Um, he dribbled. I don't. Know, I, can't, I can't even remember if it was for. I th oh no! I think it. I think it was for the um, for the El Neni goal where he uh, dropped his shoulder, dribbled inside, and then almost yeah. laid it. I think he might have laid it off to El Neni. But, but um, it reminded me of that time. Do you remember when we were playing five aside and you did two people with that fake shot? I do remember it, Brad. I relive it in my dreams every night. It reminded me of that. It reminded me of that. I think Smith Rowe, it, it's a difficult conversation to have around him because he he is exactly what we're missing in the first team, ironically. Like, he really is in terms of yeah. actually, and also from that left-hand side on that left-hand channel, Um cutting inside that sort of creativity maybe he's someone that he could even play out on that left hand left hand wing in a couple of years he's just not ready uh, i think technically he's technically he's very very assured um i think he could play as the as the as the right side of an eight the left side of an eight out on the left out on the whatever i think he's i genuinely think he could play anywhere um bless you brad um Thanks, but um coronavirus <laughs> coronavirus um, but uh, <laughs> but he and he's got the technical ability. I think he's got the drive and desire. I feel that when he's on the pitch, and I think he's he's a really intelligent football player. Yeah, I think the question is always going to be physically around around um, Smith Rowe whether he's got the injury record, whether he's got the physical capability to play as many games as he should be should be doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Listen, I I think I think he did really well. You know, it wasn't. I think he was like because we miss that player so much when we see someone commit any kind of attacking action in the sort of Trequatista area, it looks like he's fucking Deco. Do you know what I mean? But actually he, you know, he did okay. It's just, we don't have any of those players. So he's, he's someone that we miss and I don't think he's ready, um, but it's exciting to have him and it's exciting to have as an option. And I think he really should be on the bench. Agreed. Um, for the Premier League. Oh, no, no, no. I agree. I think he offers something different. Um, and he is an unknown in the sense that, like, if you're a Premier League club and you're looking at, um, um, like, say, uh, who, have, who have we got next? Why am I, Why is my brain failing? Burnley. Me? Burnley. If you're Burnley and you're almost doing your um, 
recon on who's going to be the starting eleven on the bench, and and like and you're planning for certain players and how you're going to nullify them. You're not doing that for a Smith Rowe. And I think that's why that's why certain players like uh, if you think of like our most successful era, or like if you think of Liverpool, one of the most successful teams at the moment, Henri for us and Salah for them. They draw so many players and so many ideas of how to stop them that players like Mane or Perez or Lundberg or Firmino or Burkamp or, you know, of both of those teams flourish because they've got more space, they've got more time and they've got less attention being focused on them. And I think that he could be one of those players that because, you know, one of the reasons that, yes, Aubameyang hasn't been good enough with his movement and with his striking at the moment but there is also a conversation to be had that that's because teams are just nullifying him very well because they're nullifying us very well sticking a smith row in is an unknown to mm. us let alone every other team so it will add another dynamic that a team won't expect and you might be able to catch people off guard because that's that's a lot of what football is 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 catching people off guard you know Mustafi was caught and Runison were caught off guard for the goal last night. You know, they weren't they weren't positioned well and they, they got a goal from it. And this is the thing. If you've got players that that haven't that the opposition haven't prepared for and you just stick them on for the last 20 minutes, it might create space and open things up for you. It's unpredictability. It's what we're missing. One hundred percent. We're we're so predictable. Especially like I thought it was interesting last night actually, the the kind of there's been like a crossing agenda. Um there's so many, so many jokes. I'm not even going to try. Um, there's been like a sort of a crossing agenda this week. There's been, I've been listening to podcasts and all reading articles around Arsenal's crossing, obsession with crossing. I think there's a wider conversation to be had around mm-hmm. that. But just specifically to to talk about this, like if you're just going to sit, you know, if, if a team like Spurs are going to force you wide and just make you keep crossing the ball in, they will have you. It doesn't matter. We could have played a hundred more minutes of football. That's not how long a football match is. We could have played 90 minutes of football again immediately after that Spurs game. I mean, if we were doing the same as we, we were, we might have scored one, but we would not have anywhere near no, got anywhere no, no, near no. you know pushing that XG up or anything like that. We have to create. We had no point. Our XG was no point. No point six, maybe no point six one. I think Spurs's was, probably, was, was like no, minus four, mate. Uh, no, no, no. I think ours was no point six, and theirs was no point two six. We had more XG okay. than them, funnily enough. But you know, yeah, Spurs. But, but that's because Spurs did what they do well. They pushed us out, and 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 I think it is that unpredictability and that someone like a Smith Rowe. But but then it's then it's also putting so much pressure on such a young guy's shoulders and to be the person to be our creative outlet. Mm-hmm. It, what it is is it's poor squad management, and that's we know we we've we've yeah, been we've over that ground many many different and, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well tried. But yeah, I think um, I think Smith Rowe is certainly someone who can be an option for example if we bring in if we were to bring in a Shaboslai or a oh apparently it's Soboslai Soboslai there you go little hint uh, I watched a Hungarian TV presenter it's Soboslai um, if we were to bring in Soboslai or we were to bring in Awar I think Smith Rowe would be a great backup yeah. would be a great um, addition someone who can play in the Europa League someone who can come off the bench because it's you know if we Tim Stillman says this even if we get a creative midfielder we need another one like it's not you know so you know we, football's we, a squad we, game exactly so uh, you know listen we we 
we've been over that many, 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 many different times, but it is encouraging to see Smith throw. It's just encouraging to see combinations on the edge of the box. Interesting that Arteta against a team like Dundalk doesn't set the team up to cross. We're setting up to, to, to occupy those spaces and we're setting up to play in those pockets with Willock and, and Smith Rowe and Maitland-Niles all combining and all that sort of stuff. So it's interesting that he, against a team like Dundalk, he feels that we're capable of doing that. I get a real sense from Arteta that he doesn't trust this squad almost at all. No, 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 no. Um, no. And I think, to an extent, I I understand. I think the job of a coach is to is to get the best out of your team. But fine, I sort of get that this squad is is massively unbalanced, as we talked about well, before. I think this but, yeah. is the thing. Like he is, he's doing what he thinks is appropriate to get the best out of this team. So I think I think you're right. I don't think he trusts this squad because I think that every time. He has put faith and trust in the squad. The players have let him down. And look, we said that um, on the last episode, or I said at least, you know, that the defeat against Tottenham was mainly on Arteta's head. And I stick by that because I think we were tactically naive to the idea that we were, you know, that we were dominating a game because we were excellent rather than a Jose Mourinho game plan. Mm. Um, and I, I also says a lot, Jose Mourinho coming out and praising you in the press. He always does this after he beats you. It's just... It's what he does. It's mind games. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's it's definitely telling that whenever he's, you know, against weaker opposition, he goes up with a version of football that you think would be more like his actual game plan if he got the players. But again, it's the conversation of we've signed three players of which I sent you a tweet in the week and it looks like William could be going to friggin' La Liga in January to replace Joaquin at, um, what club was it? I can't remember. Um, You know this, I don't know. I think it was, I think it was Betis, Real Betis. Um, And I think that would be a massive statement by Mikel and the club. You know, you think even if they just let him go on a free to get his wages off the book, you think that's a massive statement. You've brought someone in for six months, you've realised it's not working. That's the kind of thing I'd love to see. I know it sounds harsh because I know, look, William's been bad. But it's been—it's not even been six months yet. But that's the kind of statement I would love to see. You don't come in, you don't perform, you're gone. Yeah, one hundred percent. I completely agree. I, I think there's, we, um, yeah, I, I think we, we we are often too patient with players who mm-hmm. aren't good enough, and I don't think Arteta has had an opportunity to, to necessarily show that he isn't yet. Um, yeah, because he's he's having to rely on a squad that isn't up to standard and up to scratch at, up, up to now. Um, and he's having to, I think that, like, there's a slightly horses for courses thing in that. I think the crosses thing in terms of the slightly wider conversation that I mentioned earlier, like mm-hmm. I sort of get it. Like it, it, it creates second balls situations. It creates, like, I don't, I don't think we're very good at it, but I don't think it's the world's worst tactic to like, you know, if we're, if we're having no, if we have no players who can create anything around the box, if we have no one who can, um, link up play who can break the lines who can receive the ball in the half turn that I sort of get mm-hmm. trying to get just get it in the box and, and hope the second ball breaks I sort of get that tactic I don't think it's right as an entirely one thing because as I said I think teams will break you down but against Spurs I sort of get that what, what other option do you have who do you pass it into in the in the, in the half space Lacazette will just get shut down so I sort of get it as a mm-hmm. as a as a tactic but yeah as I think picking up on your William point like being ruthless with players is so important and being and and not just allowing players to 
stink out of the place year after year just because we offer them a contract. Okay, we offer them a contract. We made a mistake. Let's accept it and move on. It's not add salt to the wound by just you know allowing it to carry on. It's um exactly like we're losing Mustafi on a free. Like um, we offered him a new contract in the summer, and I'm I think personally I'm well aware that that contract is was just asset management that he was going to yeah, be moved so out too. anyway. That he obvious like he's known to not be good enough, and he's known to be an absolute calamity. But they'll have offered him a contract to try and sell him next summer for ten million. Because grade. Mustafi's got some worth. Mustafi could go for 15, 20 mil. He's a World Cup winner, and you know he's calamitous, but in a different league. Yeah, right. and he could go to a certain league. He could go to a certain league like La Liga or like Serie A or even the Bundesliga and be better than he currently is, you know. So I think we could have gotten 15 million for him or maybe well, 10 million for him if he'd had a few more years on his contract in the summer and he'd maybe gone to Napoli or gone somewhere else. But this is the thing. Maybe he'd gone to Good Evening. Good Evening, Villarreal. They're doing well at the moment, you know. I think they're third maybe or... I know they were third, but a few teams below them had games in hand. But they seem to be performing well. Yeah. But I think, again, it's it's the league, it's the language, it's yeah. it's the I mean, players. You know, they've got Villarreal aren't exactly... They've got quite a decent... Well, I mean, I wouldn't say decent squad, but they've got some good players in there. They've got a few players I wouldn't mind stealing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I think, yeah, on the game then, I haven't really got much else to say. I think we were nice and high up the pitch. Um, I thought Elnani did well. Uh, Chambers looked okay. Marie looked okay. Uh, Runison was... It didn't help my Runison isn't that bad agenda, I'll be honest. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but look, any, any goalkeeper is going to have a poor game at points. Yeah, and, and like, I didn't think... <laughs> I think people are, uh, will pile on the Runison thing and go, oh God, please, Leno, don't get injured. Like, he could have saved one of them, probably. But, like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's, you know, like, it wasn't... It's not as if he, like... He's not, like... He didn't, like, do a carrier. Do you know what I mean? Like, he... he... No, I think the... I think the second goal is a lot... Isn't as bad as the first. Yeah, yeah. As in, like, the, sec- the second goal you can excuse. The first one, he's in a poor position. But he's also... The thing is, he's not helped out by Mustafi. Yeah, you know, I th- Mustafi doesn't track the run, yeah. and Murray turns so slowly. It's yeah, the yeah. um, yeah. I think I think the main thing to indicate the sort of level on this game is I went on the guy. I think the guy who scored their second goal, you know, the one that came off his back, he was called uh, yeah, 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 Hoare, yeah, the back of his head. Hoare, there's some whores in this. Um, he was he has <laughs> a header, a Twitter header. Of you know the like the picture of Cazorla, Ozil, and Sanchez. That's his Twitter header. Does he actually? Or because I know that it was a fake. There was a fake account that tweeted out that it was um it was the like it was a dream. Oh, have I been, to, I think you've been. Oh, duppy, have I been mate. duped? Was that you've him? Been no, there was there was a guy who, as a joke, tweeted out. You know, it's um it's a dream to score against. Oh wait, no, no, no. No, I'm sure it was him. Okay, so the actual guy. As um, let me just see if I can. Yeah, Sean Hoare. He was at that that damn Hoare. Uh, no, I mean, that's not. I don't think that's. Is that actually him? No, I think it's a guy that was. Oh no, he. In fairness, he's like okay. This looks like a football Twitter person. I think yeah. I might have been duped. I think you. Yeah. As in, and then if you the thing is, is if you go to the absolute dream tweet, and there is a quote tweet, and you look at the quote tweets, there is one from the real guy oh really yeah 
Oh, Brad, I've been absolutely done here. You've you have been you have been duppy. Are you sure? Because I I can't what? work it out. What is real? Yeah. What is fake? There is. But he's also tweeting. Like, he's also tweeting about like go and support the Dundalk Club shop. Yeah, I think he's doing that because it's like I'm pretty sure it's an Arsenal Twitter person. Because if you look at the, there is a quote tweet. I'm trying to find it. Um, where the actual footballer replies, uh, replies with a gif of um, Conor McGregor. You know, the, who okay. the fuck is that guy? Okay. All right. Well, that's um. Yeah, I think you've been duppied there, mate. I've been absolutely done. Uh, anything else on the game, Brad? Uh, not particularly. I mean, it's good that we won, but it's kind of. <laughs> it is good that we won. There's a quote know. from uh, Arteta on the BBC website. It's the first thing. Today's performance was overall positive because we won the game. Gunners boss Mikel Arteta told the club website. <laughs> yeah, I found it. Right. It's not him. It's not actually him. Cool. Okay, so some positive news this week. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli was back for the under-21s, played 45 minutes in a 3-0 loss. Uh, Saliba played and got uh, red-carded. Lol. Um, Yeah, lol. Arteta was asked about Saliba coming back. He seemed positive. He said, uh, let me just get the quotes up one sec, mate. Are you telling me you've not already got the quotes up? Yeah, that's disgusting. Oh, how dare you? So unprofessional. Bloody hell. Um... Yes, Arteta said Saliba has made some very big improvements and we believe that he is ready to play with us. And he was asked about whether he might potentially go on loan and he said we are in discussions about whether he will go out on loan or not and what the best thing to do is. Um, obviously, two positives there, mm-hmm. Martinelli and Saliba. Um, supposedly, our aim for the January transfer window slash the summer window is a is a right-sided centre-back to partner Gabriel. I think that'll be the summer. So do I. And But, I mean, it's a, it, again, it's really bad squad management. It's really. not surprising. Like, to buy a £28 million 18-year-old well, I think it's, uh, here's two years later be, be buying someone in his exact position. I, I don't know if I agree purely because I think that tells us more about the outgoings next summer than about the incomings. If we're looking for a right-sided centre-back, we're obviously losing Mustafi Louise on freeze. Um, But I think that also kind of means the writing's on the wall for Rob Holding, for maybe Callum Chambers, for maybe all of these other right-sided players. Because obviously we've got... Gabriel and Marie, but maybe that means that... And look, Saliba is young and this is a squad rotation game and players are going to get injured. And we've complained before, like when Koscielny did his Achilles, that the only backup we had was like friggin' Philippe Senderos. So I think it's about waiting and seeing who goes out and who they bring in. Because if, for example, say they bring in a... 28, 29-year-old um, to, to play that right CB and to rotate and play some of the games but not play all of the games with Saliba in his first full season playing to bed him in and all of this shit, then I'm fine with it because you need cover. And realistically, I don't want my only cover to be, you know, somebody from the under-23s or to be friggin' Mustafi. So I think it's it's a wait-and-see game. I don't think they'll bring one in in January because we've already got right-sided centre-backs that we can't even register. I think January is when we'll see hopefully some midfielders enter the club. But 
I understand that it at the moment it looks like poor squad building, but I think with this, it's more like a bear with the club and see what they do in the summer on that basis. Because if they, you know, there's Deo Upamecano, for example, his buyout clause becomes 45 million euros in the summer, goes down from 85 to 45 million euros. Now he's another player in the Bundesliga for Leipzig who's got a mistake in him, you know, because he plays in a league that's not as intense. But if we had a kind of triple centre-back like rotation of Gabriel Upamecano and Saliba, I don't see why anyone would complain about that. It's like three top quality prospect centre-backs. But again, it will be a question of waiting and seeing. I think it's not, it doesn't seem like good news at the moment because we've got nine centre-backs, but remember next summer is coming. We're going to sell a fair few of them. I do understand that, but I think what I'm more talking about is like the 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 path to the first team for Saliba. Yeah, I think it depends what what kind of profile of right centre back we sign. Like if we're signing for me, for example, if we're signing an Uber Meccano, who is clearly a long term vision for the right side, that makes me really question the Saliba deal. Makes me really question mm-hmm. what is you know again another question about squad management. I think if we signed an experienced right-sided centre-back um, who... Yeah, like another one from Leipzig, like Orban, who's like 27, 28. Yeah, or, I, I mean, I don't, you know, listen, I, 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 I'm not working in the data viz department at Arsenal. Like, I, there's got to be someone who is a perfect partner for Gabriel, who maybe we could get on loan, get on a short-term deal. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> but it feels strange to me, especially now, you know, watching Saliba take the ball out of defence. I think at the moment, part of the reason he isn't playing is obviously, you know, his his personal issues and all the stuff that's going on there. But he won't have the protection currently from the team. Mm-hmm. For me, if we're going to invest big money in a player, we need to invest big money in a striker to replace Lacazette. We need to invest big money in probably a winger to replace, um, well, I don't know, maybe, I, I'd be interested in bringing a winger, certainly a central midfield player. I think our fullbacks need addressing... I'm not saying Saliba is the answer, but like, you know, that's sort of the list of things that the first thing yeah, that you want to... it's repeat. not high on the list. It's not, you know, putting in someone ahead of Saliba isn't my ideal solution. We haven't seen him in the Premier League. We don't know. But it feels like a strange thing to do, to go, for example, maybe if we spent 10, 15 mil on an on a, on a experienced backup, because as you're saying, or, or exper- just an experienced player, because as you're saying, um, to sort of bridge the gap, holdings going... Holding might be going, Chambers might be going, but they might be staying. And I wouldn't mind them just staying as a kind of, you know, to keep Saliba in, in the competition and Chambers can cover right back. But for sure, Mustafi, Louise and, and probably Socrates 100% are, are going. So we need to f- get some replacements in. Yeah. But my question is then, what's what's the profile of that player? Because if we're signing a long-term Upamecano, a Canate, or who, you know, a, 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 a top centre-back, who is going to be there for a long time. I understand the reason behind that, but then the Saliba deal just feels even more crazy because why would you spend that kind of money on a, on a, on a, on a young center back if you're not even going to play him? But that, I mean, that's not under Arteta. So, you know, ultimately this, this this is the problem with, with judging these decisions. You can't, if Arteta makes that decision, if Arteta signs a right-sided center back for 45 million pounds, who's a 22 year old hot prospect, whatever it is to partner Gabriel, Mm -hmm. I support that. Because he's made that decision, and then, but then that makes the Saliba deal feel stupid. But that's not really his fault. He didn't make the Saliba deal. No, because he was so. No, I do get it, but it's it's tough. I don't think it will be that though. I don't think it will be that. I think there's a reason that 
there's a reason that we're there's there's no news at the moment coming out of the club or coming out of kind of the regular kind of tap-in merchants that say they're targeting this person they're targeting this person saying who we're targeting for that right-sided centre-back role and I think that that alone shows that it's not a priority because there's not even many rumours going around about who we're going to go for I think I agree with you if we do end up signing like a 22 23 year old for 45 million pounds it worries me about Saliba especially when he was known to be the the better of the pairing Mm. than Fafana and Fafana's come and absolutely kind of bossed it out for Leicester so far but it is just a wait and see game Unfortunately, we don't know what's going to happen in the summer. And I think that, you know, we're losing Socrates, we're losing Luis, we're losing Mustafi. And if we are signing another right centre-back, I do think that the writing is then on the wall for definitely one of Holding and Chambers, if not both. But I think it won't be both because we'll need, obviously, homegrown numbers. So I think you'll probably see a Holding leave because he doesn't cover as many positions Mm. as a Chambers. But, I mean, it's... With this centre back one, I think it's it's a it's a good conversation to have, but I don't think it's a helpful conversation to have because we will only know when actual rumours about who we're being linked to for start sure. coming out because then we can see the, the the profile that we're going for. If you're looking at Saboslai and you're looking at Alwa, they're obviously two midfielders who aren't in their peak or prime years. We're looking to buy players like that to then build which them is up smart to business. be better players, which is smart business, and it speaks of a long term project. We don't have that information yet, so hold back on judgment would be my yeah, advice. For sure, for sure. I, I I get that. I just, you know, <laughs> what you hear Of course, of yeah, course. It's it's it, it's 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 a difficult thing because, you know, it could all be fucking bollocks. I just when I hear we're we're targeting a right sided centre back, I just go, oh, guys, have you not seen Jacques Play? <laughs> like yeah. you know, or or if we're gonna be splitting resources to go for a right sided centre back and not spending the big money we need in our central midfield, in our in our strike in our striking um partnership or, or, or number one or whatever it is, I just yeah, it, it concerns me. And I there are bigger priorities for me. Of course, um, of course. Because I feel like we are, you know, if 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 we head into next season with Chambers, if he was in decent form, and Saliba backing him up with Gabriel. Gabriel's our player of the month. I think Chambers is decent. Three months in Generally, a row. Generally, I wouldn't mind. Like, I don't think Chambers is that bad. Like, I, I, I it's, it, you know, I would much rather replace a Xhaka, replace a Lacazette, replace a... But the thing with Chambers is, is he could go down for another nine, eight, uh, nine, ten month injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's had a few injuries. In his, and it, this is the thing, isn't it? But look, I think, I agree with you. If I'm you, I'd rather spend... I, 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 I think, and again, the striker conversation is another difficult one because I agree that obviously I think the Lacazette should be moved on definitely in January or if not 100% in the summer. And then I go, okay, well, we should probably look to bring in somebody. And I sent you a message about a guy from the Bundesliga who's on course to kind of challenge for player of the month from Wolfsburg called um, Wout Verkhorst, who's a Dutch player, but kind of like is more, he's not, He's not particularly pacey, specialises in kind of winning crosses, headed balls, is a decent finisher. Has got, I think, four goals maybe in his last five games or something. Or maybe that was when I sent you that message. But then I go, okay, but then what incentive does that give Balogun to leave if Enketi is staying? Mm. So I think for me, exactly, for me, next summer, the important 
additions are midfield. Yeah. Because I think if we assign a winger that that speaks to Saka's future being more in that cam role, but I don't think mm. he's a cam. So I think if we're if I'm manager, what I'm doing is I'm absolutely rebuffing that midfield. Yeah. That's got to be our priority. Because I think you yeah, 100%. You go forward with the two left backs, you get rid of Kalazanak and you've got um Maitland, Nars and Tierney and then I I'm I'm Cedric for me has got to start over Bellerin now. Same, and then and then what what I would do personally is probably sell Bellerin to generate funds and then have Cedric and uh Tierney and then Maitland Niles backing up both sides. I think the the striker point's a good one and it's, it'll be interesting to see what kind of profile we're looking at. I, I think we saw the value of someone being able to hold up the ball in a Balogun yesterday when he held Brilliant. up the ball for the Willett goal. Um, and I think that's something that Arteta might look to do um, with a player like that. I don't know. I I think overall, there's a it'll be really interesting to see our priorities in this and, and yeah. to see what the, the first, you know, because the first thing that Arteta did the first player he the big player he really he brought in was i mean you can kind of count william it was i think that was more of a convenient deal to be honest in and the best oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the best and it was sense ki- of it was convenience yeah Kia and Sanyehi yeah. and that kind of but gabriel and party you know i think last summer our most important things were getting in a a, a dominant center back and a dominant central midfielder and I think we did that mm-hmm. so it's now going okay yeah. so now we've got those two two the two Arteta players and I don't think Williams in his long-term plans clearly um but where do we go from here and I think the the most important thing for me is finding a, a partner for for party um and finding uh, it's interesting and when, when you talk about sales as well I think we're too and as I said earlier I think often we are too patient and I'm really looking forward to next summer yeah hopefully post-coronavirus, because obviously all the, all the vaccine stuff's coming out, to see who mm-hmm. goes. I think that's really interesting as well. Because the likes of Inketia, the likes of Bellerin, the likes of Lacazette, you know, those players, they have we have to be thinking about, okay, well, how do we get the most value out of these players? And I think we are too, we're too patient. Willock, is Willock going to be our starting 8-10 in two, three years' time? I don't no. think he is. So let's get rid of no, him. No, of course and you not. You look at the Awobi deal. You know, forget how we spent the money. That Awobi deal for 30, 40 million is perfect. That's the perfect type of deal because Awobi mm-hmm. was never going to be, never going to change the world. And it, 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 it freed up the space for Saka to come through. It freed up the space for potentially Smith Rowe to come through. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the, the idea of selling and Katia, the idea of selling, um, because it, I think we're quite romantic as fans. Academy players ultimately are assets. And if they're not going to be long-term, you know, I would say out of the current Hayland lot, Saka and maybe Nelson might be first-team starters. But Willock for me, no. And Ketia for me, no. Um, Maybe Niles, Niles, I think, could be. Potentially as a utility man, he might be useful. But again, if he's not going to be useful, sell him. I think we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're often too patient. And I think those can be used to, to free up funds to go and get yeah. that slightly better central midfield player or whatever I think we have such a big 100%. squad as well we sometimes forget that that actually those funds can be used and if we're going to be investing with the Cronkies I think it's it's exciting times listen well, man if like, you think we even get like even if we get like 10 million for Anketia 10 million for Willock that's still 20 million quid and then you're also talking about other 
players like maybe we get 15 20 for Lacazette maybe you know we start shifting out the the Xhaka 15 million you know yeah. And you've already freed up 60, 70 million for a, for a top yeah. quality centre mid without and actually... you're freeing without, up wages. Exactly. And without actually crazily affecting the squad balance because, you know, exactly. in all those positions, we've got enough strikers. You know, yeah, anyway, we can we can sit here and play football manager all we want. The point is, you know... We've got to wait and see what they actually do. Yeah, of course. But also, you know, we have a big squad that has value in it and it will, especially in hopefully a post-COVID market by next summer, obviously mm-hmm. it won't be for January... We will see a lot of, we, as we've always said, we'll see a lot of squad turnover and we'll see the priorities of Arteta and the, 100%, 100%. And the team. Okay, Brad, anything else? No, 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 nothing from me. Uh, what's your plans for the rest of the day, darling? i got work. 12 till 10. Long old shift Just, today. Just feeding the homeless. Feeding the homeless. Classic <laughs> Brad. Uh, we've got Burnley on Sunday. Uh, let's do a little, come on, let's do a little lineup. What would you go for? Um, I'd go for Leno, Gabriel and Louise if Louise is back, Cedric and Tierney, then uh, a double pivot of Sabios and Party. I'd then not play... back, Party's injured. Oh yeah, fuck. So double pivot of Sabios and Elneny. Um, I would play Lacazette at the 10. I'd then play Aubameyang through the middle, Saka on the left. And is Pepe still banned or has he done his? I think he's got one game left. So I think okay, he's still then banned. William on the right. Oh, no, well, or Nelson, but obviously Nelson picked up a knock yeah, in training, not, that head injury, a... that head, they had a clash of heads or something. So if, if Nelson is cleared, I start Nelson, but if yeah. he isn't, I start William, obviously, because he's the only other real option on that right-hand side. Yeah. Okay. Is this, is this the same knock or is it a different knock from the one before? Fucking bastard! Um, <laughs> love it, love it. I would go Leno. I think it, I think it is the I think it's the knock from patreoncom slash <laughs> Um I'm going Leno. I'm going Cedric as well. I think Cedric offered us a lot yeah. more yesterday. He's both feet. He's 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 just as quick as Bellerin, mate. Like Bellerin's lost and his pace. Positionally, he's a lot better. He's a lot smarter. He, he can wriggle out of spaces. Yeah. He's got a nice pass on him. He can actually get beyond. He can defend. Yeah, like Bellerin. I think if Bellerin wasn't handsome and had the number two on his back, I'd be questioning if he was called like and hadn't been here for twelve years. Do you know yeah, what I mean? If he if he was called like I don't know. Bradley Adams I think he you know he'd be um, he'd be gone mate he'd be gone he'd mate he'd be gone goal. to like Stockport yeah where actually that, that's a question before I get my line up and we, we finish the episode where do you think Alexander Moneypenny as a footballer and where do you think Bradley Adams plays I think Bradley Adams is like a goalkeeper for a championship club I genuinely yeah. I think I think Adams is a real goalkeeper or a centre back I'm thinking yeah. Tony Adams you're, you're yeah, definitely the like centre a- of the park Maybe like a maybe like a Carl, a Carl, uh, Charlton Athletic, or yeah, or, like a, or like a Carlisle or a Colchester. Carlisle. I'm thinking of like a C, yeah, yeah, like a like a seaside town. I reckon Alexander Moneypenny is what like a like an out of form League Two striker. I wouldn't say League Two. I'd probably say like top of League One pushing Championship. Yeah, yeah, sort of. He might get picked up by a Stoke if he's lucky, but that's the that's the peak of his, yeah. that's the peak of his career. <laughs> uh, I would go Leno. I would go Cedric. I think Arteta's got to be brave and and go for and and just pick players on 
form alone um and and Cedric is in much better form and uh, yeah I've always, I've long said that the the hate for Cedric is strange I don't think he's that bad at all and as a backup right back like he's you know he's solid um I would go um Tierney on the left Gabriel on the left C- CB I probably go I I'd love to have give Chambers a, a whack Strange, yeah. strange way of putting it. I think, um, I think, I, I think, I forget that he's actually fit. Yeah, again, do you know I mean, it depends. I think he, you know, he he played ninety minutes yesterday, so I'm not, it might be a bit too early to play him on Sunday. If not, then Louise. I mean, bloody hell. Um, then I'd go probably Gilberto Silva, Perez on the left. No, Perez on the right, probably actually. Henri Bergkamp, Vieira, Fabregas. Great, cool. Cool. Fabulous. Sorted. All right. Um, okay, Brad. Pleasure as always. All right, man. See you in a bit, mate. See y'all later. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. If you're new to the pod and did enjoy that, there's a new podcast after every game. Please hit the subscribe button. Also, check us out on Twitter at DiffKnock and support us on patreon.com forward slash DiffKnock. Thanks. Podcast Network.